Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Mother Far From Home podcast with me, your host, Rachel Norman. If you desperately need a common sense, down-to-earth perspective on how to mother well without losing it, living in constant stress, or needing to escape your life, you have come to the right place. Hello there, Mama. So welcome back to the podcast. And I think this is going to be a fun podcast. This is something I often think about or talk about with my friends. You know, we're like country people. So um, it's just, you know, it's interesting. The world is interesting these days. Let's put it like that. And what I want to talk about today on this podcast episode to vengo al punto, get to the point, is there are some skills that are needed in modern life, even some skills we didn't really need to know, but that our kids super duper need to know to be able to navigate the specific challenges of modern life. Because in some ways, life is so much easier. But in other ways, it's harder. And it's like, we're not equipped. Like it's just modern life's not the same as it used to be. Right. So we sort of don't need to know things that we like balancing a checkbook. Yes, of course, it's good to balance. I mean, of course, it's good. But we have software to do that. We have our banking app. Like we have a lot of different ways that I mean, we don't need to literally get out a checkbook and record every single thing we buy, but we can have that information at our fingertips. You know, we don't need to know how to make bread or churn butter. Sure, many people are going back to the roots, adopting a more homestead mindset where they're doing these things, but that's out of choice. It's not because they don't, it's not because they have to. They could get, you know, organic farm, whatever, somewhere near them too. So it's like, we don't need to do that. You know, we're not out there washing, you know, we're not even washing our dishes by hand half the time unless. Although I did that, I, I had five, I did that with four and five kids because the dishwasher we had didn't work for a long time until I got a dish. And then I got a dishwasher and I was like, what? So anyway, we don't have to learn how to do that. We don't have our laundry out when we're smacking it on one of those little laundry things, you know, with the metal corrugated metal. I don't know. We often don't even need to do, to do yard work. Many people who live in the, in suburbs, it's like the amount of grass you have is so small. There's really no point in even buying a mower. It would take you like two years, three years to recoup the cost of a mower and what you can pay somebody to do for you, right? We don't even need to memorize or absorb tons of information. Now, do I think it's good to do that? Yes. But because with things like Google at our fingertips, it's like we didn't have that. We actually had to learn and remember things. And now we just don't really have to. It's just a whole different world out there. And I know many, we see on the news all the time, these examples of kids who were just like in college who couldn't handle life or they made a B and then they basically were on suicide watch, like just so much that it feels like kids these days can't handle, or there's a lot of extra pressure on certain areas and then they can't handle other areas. And it's really our job as parents right now. We can't check. Well, I guess there's little steps we could take uh, to help change society. I don't know, but more or less we can't control society. We can only control what we do in our own home, what we do with our own kids. And so this episode is just about some of these things that our kids really need to know to help them remain well. Um, and so they say in Italian, I lived in Italy for a couple of years, is stare bene, to be well. Like, it's like, how are you? That's like, how do you stay? That's the literal translation. How, not just how are you right now, but how you doing? You know, how are things going? And we want kids to have the skills they need in order 
to actually be able to do life well. And so if this really resonates with you, then I highly encourage you right now to join my Life School at Home, which is a monthly membership for where we teach one life skill per month to our kids or a group, a set of closely related skills. And we have a super duper good offer right now where you can get it for nearly as cheap as it's always been, the annual or a big discount. I encourage you to go to lifeschoolathome.com to check it out and we get started preparing our kids for the new year. I mean, for the new year for their life. It's just really important. We can see in a lot of ways society has just, you, you know, it feels like in many ways young kids are just not coping. And as parents, it's just our job to try help and cope, right? So here's some things that modern life does need and other skills, you know, that, that, that just, it, it'll be good for us to teach our kids. So in an age of social media, one of the things that's really important we need to model and teach our kids is that is that they need to mind their own life versus minding everybody else's business, right? It was like, I mean, this used to be hard back when we were growing up, or this used to be hard before social media, because you still saw whatever it was you saw with people in your real life, you'd be like, oh, they always, they always do good stuff. They do cool stuff. They got cool shoes, you know, look at her bag or whatever it was that might be what you might tend to be jealous about. But now with social media and kids getting access to it at a much and much younger age, they're just, that they don't have any chance to live without comparison, but you just, so it's very important that we help model for them and create boundaries that are healthy for them and don't give in to them pressuring us because peers are pressuring them to expose them to things before they're equipped to deal with it. Because even adults, we can barely cope with comparison, wondering what others are doing, thinking everybody's having a better life than us and the grass is always green or, or whatever. Never mind kids whose brains aren't fully formed when they're going through the process where they're beginning to value what their peers think of them and do they measure up? Are they accepted? You know, I mean, it's just so much. So we need to do that balance of of not exposing them before we know they can succeed in it, but as well as building them up, helping them learn to have your own plan, have your own likes and dislikes, being okay with being different than others, not needing to dress like others if you don't want to, or if you know you like a certain style, being able to, you know, say it and then go after it and get it. So, or, you know, make a plan to get the things you want. So it's just teaching our kids instead of always being other focused to be focused on their own life. That's really important. And another thing that modern kids really need to be given the chance to do because modern life doesn't afford them this chance is, is, you know, being able to just be bored and have downtime, right? Like, I feel like most of most of childhood for me and my friends, like it was boredom. It was just games born out of boredom. You know, it was it was imagination that came out of boredom. It was just reading books, figuring things out. I remember being in the yard one day, I wrote a whole entire mystery and I and I illustrated it. I wasn't even a teenager. I sat on a blanket outside and wrote a book. I mean, come on, people. You know, I was an only child, so I had a lot of this time. But kids fill time with their own creativity and play. Play is healing. We know this in my nurture and play program where I teach moms um, professional play therapy skills they can do with their kids at home to work through all of their issues and everything they got going on. 
kids play, it play is healing for kids. So if kids are so over scheduled these days, they don't even know how to play. They don't know how to be bored. They don't know how to relax. They view their boredom as, as a problem that you are supposed to fix for them. No, 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 mom. No, being down, they need to learn to how to have downtime without a screen right? They need, we do too. I mean, this is why, okay, this is hard for adults. This is no shame that it's hard. It's hard for us, much less kids. Like if the kid, we grew up not having that option. If our kids grow up not learning how to be bored, I mean, I don't even know, boredom is when creativity comes. It is when you have the good ideas, that margin, they can't, they just got to be bored, right? And the inner life, this is when you get still, like you process your thoughts, you process your feelings, you play through things that happen. Like just kids just need that. And kids can be resistant to it if they're used to an overscheduled life or a life filled with lots of screen time. So what will first happen whenever you say, okay, we're not going to have any screens right now. You're just going to play is they're not going to like it. And they're going to try to give you, they're going to give you a pro. They're going to just, you know, emote and they don't like it. And they're going to badger you or convince you or whatever they're going to do. And then you just got to, you just got to take it like a wall. You just got to take it. And then after a little while, you will start gathering proof. They are better off without them. It might take a couple days or a week, but then you will, it will be irrefutable proof that your kids are calmer. They're more emotionally regulated. They're becoming more creative. They're actually getting some of their childlike innocence back. I don't know if you've noticed, but kids who are too heavily screened or overscheduled have this like false maturity where they're acting groany, but they're not actually mature. It's just they've lost some of that childlike innocence and they can get it back. Just, just, just do it. It's going to hurt. They're going to give you lots of emotions. Just be a wall. And then after a while, it will get better and you'll gather that proof. So kids also really need to learn how to have emotions without their emotions ruling their life. So what happened was in our parents' generation, and you might, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm at the high cusp of a millennial, and I don't know where you fall in this, but it, our parents' age, millennials' age parents, there was a kind of a lot of, you know, rep- feel better, it's okay, repression, don't linger, it's, you know, so we felt kind of repressed, like we didn't get to share our emotions. And so what's happened with our generation is we have a lot of kids who could do, could do with a little bit of repression. We have a lot of kids who are just extremely emotionally intense and they are the opposite of us. This is what happens. If you were repressed, you're like, I'm not going to do it. And all your kids are extremely unrepressed and they're just very emotionally volatile. And then you've again become repressed because you feel like you can't stop them because then you're repressing them. It's basically a cycle of um, extremes. And so kids need to learn to, and they can never learn how to have emotions without losing it if you never let them have their emotions, right? So what happens is we're, we're scared of our kids big, we don't want to repress them. So we let them just emote, but then we're overcome by their extreme emotions. So then we do ninja moves, which these are what I call a little kind of manipulative. I'm not in like from a bad way, but like if I do this over here and I do this, and if I set this temperature just this right, and I put this sock in just this direction, and then I do this and I give them just this glass of water, but only that one glass of water, because if it's a different cup, doesn't work. All of this to keep them perfectly happy so they don't lose it on us, so we don't get triggered. No, okay? They actually need to deal with their emotions. They need to just have them and learn that they have self-control, right? And so they need to know what to do when they're angry, overwhelmed, tired. This is why doing say what you see and the validation and the various things just helps them understand what they're feeling and calm down, right? So, it, and 
The thing is, when you're first moving into this and you're, you have decided your kids' emotions are not your responsibility, it is not my responsibility to manage my children's emotions. It is their responsibility. Now, do I create a loving, healthy environment for them? Yes. Do I want the best for them, do the best for them, love them, waller over them, pray for them, tell them all these good? Yes, I do all these things, but I'm not responsible for their emotions. They are. And if I take the weight of responsibility for their emotions, they don't have it. And then what happens whenever they get mad? They expect me to fix it. And how do they want me to fix it? By giving them what they want or not doing what they don't want, because then they won't be mad. So basically it's a trap. You know, it's a, it's a trap that doesn't work. Okay. And when we're first beginning to do this, what you'll see, you'll notice your kids don't know how to handle their emotions and they actually think that their emotions are your problem when they blame everyone for everything. If they're upset, it's always somebody else's fault. Now, this is a human. This is way the way things work. It is how things work. But if you notice your kids, this is a sign they don't feel any ownership of their emotions because they don't think they can do anything to change and be different. So they feel at the mercy of others and they're blaming others. This is just a sign that they need to own their emotions and you can learn to be okay with them having them without trying to. Um, so it's almost like we were repressed. So we don't want to repress them. So we do ninja moves to get them to not have big emotions. It's all, ask me, if, let me know if you want me to talk more about this. Okay. I don't want to harp on that too long. But if that's a topic you'd be interested in, drop me an email or, you know, a DM or wh- wherever um, and let me know. So the next thing I have is something that is good for kids to be able to do. And that is kind of, in some ways, manage their food, what they're eating, snacks, a little bit of cooking, um, you know, making toast or oatmeal or grits or, you know, whatever, whatever that, that they can do. This is a great skill for kids to have because then they begin to take a bit of ownership over when they're hungry, when they're not hungry. Now, of course, you can have boundaries over this, right? So for us, you can't just eat anytime you want all day. At our house, there's breakfast, lunch, there's dinner. There's a couple of snack windows. If you get a snack window, good. If not, you wait till the next meal. There's not just eating all all day long, right? But when we make it to where they can prepare things that they want, and then they feel a bit of, it, it has resulted in them wanting to help me cook dinner, in them wanting to bake, in them wanting to have time in the kitchen because it's not just, I'm hungry, somebody do something for me. It's like, here, oh, I I can take part in ownership and how I'm feeding myself, right? So one way we can kind of hinder this is we're worried they're going to make a mess. My kids make, they make messes. I'm like, come back in the kitchen, you know, it happens. But we can figure out age appropriate ways that they can cook or get their own food and have a little bit of ownership over that. And so I think this also helps prevent them moving out of the house and then just eating tons of junk food or fast food because they really may have had good meals growing up, but they have had no um, time. They, they didn't have any ownership in it. I don't know how else to say it. When you have agency over something, then you see it. So if they're used to making their own healthy, semi-healthy meals, getting snacks that are healthy enough, they're used to, you know... preparing something that's easy and safe, then when they get out of the house, they're just used to that and they do it instead of like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I guess I'll just go to McDonald's or whatever. And I'm not saying going to McDonald's occasionally is bad, but you know what I mean? It's just helping them learn and get in that habit of being able to own that. And, And that's important this day and age, especially with all the chemicals and the crap in our foods and all this type of stuff. It's important that kids uh, are, you know, exposed to healthy and good and tasty ways to eat and 
getting involved in that, you know? Also, my kids love to be able to help one-on-one. So I usually don't let two help me at a time because it just gets like too many talking too much, you know, but one might help me do this or one might brown the meat while I'm doing this. Or, you know, my, one of my sons loves to make this banana pudding we have. That's like the best. And everybody's always like, that's the best. You know, I got it on all recipes. It was like five-star rated by everybody. So I take no credit for this, but he loves it and we do it and it always goes over well. So it's just something good to get kids and kid involved in at a young age. Um, and if, if you feel like you're struggling to cook, it's just something y'all can do together. I want to say in here that it's very normal that we often don't have skills in an area, but we want our kids to have skills in that area. And then we just make it a challenge and do it together. It's okay. You know, like, I don't know anything about building. Anytime we have any handyman or anybody over at the house, I'm always like, the boys are going to watch. Like, is that cool? Okay. They won't get near you. Won't touch it. And then like, you know, 99 times out of 10, people are like, sure. So we can expose our kids to things that we're not good at. That's totally okay. And the last one I want to mention, and I think this is just like important as a society, is not thinking that everyone who thinks, our kids need to know that not everyone who thinks differently to them is their enemy, right? You can, we know we're in a polarized country right now. It feels like we're at war with each other. And it, it, we need to understand. Well, Anna, I, I had a friend actually, I found this is very interesting. My friend um, is married to somebody from another country and they recently moved back to that country. And one of the things that precipitated this move was she felt XYZ was happening in the country and she wanted to, you know, get away, get her kids away. And I thought it was so interesting because I thought half of the country thought the exact opposite was happening of what she thought was happening. So it's like, we're we're on yes okay i don't we're not going to go any further into that but we want our kids to understand they can and should and will have their own values opinions beliefs and preferences and if they are secure in those they don't need everybody else to agree now i'm not talking about areas that laws that would affect us all but just in normal way of life i am secure and sure in what i believe So I can talk to somebody who's different and I don't need them to believe me to make it be true, right? If we think everybody has to agree with us or we, or it's wrong, we're never going to have any beliefs, right? I can believe something and I can be talking to someone who thinks the opposite and I don't even need to correct them to, it's like, we, we just need to teach our kids, you know, you're going to ha- you're going to come into contact with other kids who believe opposite things and you can be kind and you can maintain your beliefs and your values and your convictions and you can just do that. That doesn't mean you never have to talk to them. You know, it might mean you don't trust them with certain things and that's okay. But is this idea that if we don't agree with somebody, we have to be their enemy? No, we don't. We really don't have to do that. And we can maintain all of our values without making people that disagree with us our enemies. And we can disagree with what the other person's saying, right? And that is fine. Our kids are going to do that. We do that, you know? And, but if you're secure and sure in why you believe what you believe, and we need to tell this to our kids, like, then we don't have to defend it as much. We don't feel the need to defend it. So what, what is a good thing to do is teach kids There's going to be people that are really different than you. And some people are going to think so differently than you. You honestly just can't really be friends with them and that's okay. But other people are going to think, you know, 80% of what you think and 20% of what you think, you're like, I don't really agree with that. But 
Maybe it's not a deal breaker, you know? And then you can learn to get along and let somebody else have an opinion without it making you feel insecure about your opinion, you know? And this is a big skill because from this place, it allows you to be kind and loving to others without condoning anything. We really think this is, moms have a hard time with this. Okay, so say our kids are thinking something and the obvious example is you had a baby, the toddler doesn't like the baby or the toddler's like, I don't like the baby. And you, we think if we say you just, want to go back to when there was no baby, that we're agreeing. Of course, we don't agree with this. And your kid knows you don't agree with this. But by saying that's what you think, you think it would be better if there was no baby. You're just saying what they think. You're not agreeing with it. So we got to get hold of the fact that other people, we, we can say our piece without others having to agree, or we can hold our tongue and and still disagree. If that makes sense, I don't know. I just think it's a, a important. This might be crazy. I'll might all be like, "That's dumb, Rachel. Don't talk about that. Stay in your lane." Um, and you can tell me that too. You could tell me that too. If this is totally uninteresting to you, but for me and my kids, it's like I come home sometimes and I'll hear them say stuff like, "Well, she she thinks da 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 da," or you know, and I'm like, "Okay, no, okay, yes." Now I don't do that. We don't do that in the house, but that it, it it's like. Whoo, you know, they can they can take an extreme position they don't even know anything about is what I'm trying to say. Kids will do whatever they hear at school, whatever they hear people talking about, they're taking this position. And we need to just teach them just be kind, be nice, just know why you believe what you believe, and you know, hold that, hold your values strong, but you don't need everybody else to agree with you. And that kind of goes back to comparing and looking at others instead of themselves. So anyway, I hope this has given you some food for thought. And you're thinking, yeah, you know, like just over time in the dinner table, however it comes, bringing these things out, giving the kids opportunity to be empowered and equipped because there is a lot of shame in feeling inadequate. And there's a lot of shame that comes when kids don't know how to do something and then are expected to do it and then fail. Whereas when we as parents can come alongside them and teach them and get them prepared, then they just don't go into this shame spiral of not having known something. And that's kind of our job is to help equip and empower them. So if this is something that's interesting to you, definitely go check out lifeschoolathome.com and join us. We've got a great deal going on right now. And I will talk to you next time, Mama. As always, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can find me on my website, A Mother Far From Home, and on YouTube under the same name. If you like this podcast, I'd love it if you could write a five-star review, and it'll help all the algorithms to get it in front of other moms who benefit from this encouragement. Until next time, keep it real out there, mama.